When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to the second part of the Scobro Show. It's Sunday night again because we've got more preseason football on the way this Thursday against the Philadelphia Eagles. I am Dave Schofield, editor behind the steelcurtain.com. And with me, as always, is your author of the knee jerk reaction article each game, my big brother, Rich. Rich, how you doing? Welcome back to the big <laughs> show. The, uh, not the big show, the SCO show. The SCO yeah, show. See, you got me confused there. <laughs> I was waiting when, for another. I, I've been up my store. Oh, the smelling. <laughs> you think the smell of victory. Yeah. You know, you know. Look, looking at that game, it was not, you know, some people were going to be unhappy. It was not high scoring from the Steelers' end by any means. Yeah. But there was scoring. Yeah. We and- scored. Two touchdowns, one on the ground, yep. one through the air. Yep. There you that go. Is, that is, and they were they were both set up by one of the other facets of the game. One, the first one was set up from special teams on a nice punt return. Yep. The only punt return of the night. For and the it Steelers. was 36 yards for the Steelers. Yep. It was 36 yards. We'll talk about the Steelers punting in a little bit. Um, and then the other one was set up on an interception. Yes. So that's the that's the whole team contributing to do what they had to do. Just like the only points that the Steelers gave up all, all night was on their single turnover. I have to say this. So they on the first drive, the Steelers are moving the ball much better than they have on the opening drive for since they played the Tennessee Titans last year. You know, and yes, it's only the preseason, but still they were moving the ball. 
Then they have the turnover. You kind of were expecting a miscue. I was expecting it more in the form of a, of a penalty, you know, like a false start, an illegal formation, or something like that oh. that would slow things down. You know, something something that, that that could slow it down that way. You're right. You know, just a hold or, or or something like of that nature. But instead, it was the turnover. The the Cowboys moved the ball down there. Then Alex Highsmith has that sweet spin move to get the sack. Oh my gosh! That that you know put them in, then in. In a, what was it? Third and it was, it was and goal, but it was long at that point, and that's yep. what set up the first field goal. Which honestly, even though it was short, it was ugly, and I wasn't sure it went through. It, it watching it on replay, it I did. forgot how much I wasn't sure if that went through, especially when you saw how ugly other kicks were on both for both teams that yeah. that night. So then on the next drive. The Steelers, it was almost like the, the defense wasn't trying to show too much, and they were in their typical big time bend, don't break defense. Would you would you sure. say that's fair? Oh, yeah. I mean, they were playing they were playing both safeties back mm-hmm. and allow and allowing the inside, you know, depending on the inside linebackers to cover both tight ends and fullbacks. Yeah. And we got burned on that all night. Yeah. But that was because we were pretty much playing base. Because they weren't trying to do anything. Plays, playing base and keeping both safeties deep. And and you know who really that, that puts the stress on more than anything on the defense? And it showed, in my opinion. I think that really puts your your inside linebackers in a in a tough situation. That's, that's what I'm saying. We 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 played yeah. that to believe them covering fullbacks and tight ends. All the time, and yeah. you know, Spillane looked terrible. He had by far against, the lowest PFF uh, grade of any Steeler. Uh, it was against the, the pass. Spillane was awful. Yeah. So, but like I said, he was not put in a great situation, and no. a lot of some people really aren't sold on him anyway. We'll just have to see. I did like what I saw from like Buddy Johnson and whatnot, but that was yes, also going against the guys further down that's i'd yeah. like to see him get bumped up a little bit and see what he does against some better competition because that'd be great but we like we said we gotta remember they're going up against it's a vanilla defense going up against a vanilla offense it's really what they're doing yeah both teams especially with this game this early now preseason game three or four you might see you might expect to see a little bit more for, from that but um so baseline stuff love what the defense did because what what i was saying is they they bend don't break let the Cowboys drive the ball down the field. They had another short field goal coming, but they came through and got the block. They got the block. Mm-hmm. Then the only other time the Cowboys were close to scoring was when they went for that long field goal at the end of the first half and was nowhere close. I liked on your knee jerk. You said, I think he kicked it out of the screen. Yes. <laughs> so um, that's kind of the baseline we have for the defense. And that is, we're just, we're not, we're, we're going to, you know, dig in our heels and defend the goal line. Did you think that's a fair assessment for the defense? Uh, yeah, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Other that one other thing that you can talk about the defense, uh, we're still about pressure. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you, come on, mm-hmm. four sacks in a preseason game. Four different players. Four different no, it, players. It, it was not Dan Moore Jr. It was Abdullah Anderson, who, yes. if you also saw him on another play, you know that fourth and one where they ran the bootleg? Yes. He was, oh, he, he was, was beautiful. Yes. He was the defender. He would have ran for it. Yes. It was designed. It was a designed run. You could tell. And, and he I'm came out sure and had Anderson, it covered. 
I'm pretty sure Anderson lined up at nose tackle and they ran a stunt. And because he was coming around, he saw him and he just kept going wide out the whole way with them and forced him to have to. Th- I mean, who throws a ball 20 yards downfield on the fourth and one? Well, yeah. I mean, the Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger, but you know what I mean? Because that's what the defense gave him. But I mean, you have to think that that was going to be a run play and, and he wasn't going to get it running. So, I mean, unless he made that the one man out there miss or, but the one man just had to also slow him down enough for help. So right. that, that was, that was a pretty nice play as well. Um, but that's the baseline we got from the defense. Let's real quick, hit some baseline for the offense. Okay. okay? And I think we already mentioned the words it's, it's check down. It's, yeah. It's the baseline is we're not going to push the ball down the field. We're going to run the ball. Oh. First run play. What's the yeah. first? Did you do anything stand out to you? Because sure I know did. everyone was watching that first run play. Anything Cause, anything cause jump out at you? Totally stood out to me, and I said it right to Kyle. I said, oh, basically I said, it's been probably since the bus where I'm used to seeing you know somebody run for three yards run into contact and get three more yards. Yeah. Well, but here's the, here's what I liked. Cause I know of course there was the running back. You know why he could run for three yards? Because we got push on the offensive we line. Were pushing for three them. Yards. We were firing off and I pushing it out. Then you don't have to push out the whole way along the line. What you have to understand is if the, let's say if the runs up the middle, what's the job of the tackles. You don't have to drive the tackles down. All you have to do is drive them drive out of the play. Out. So That's you're right. seeing this, bubble in the middle developing where you have guys coming off the ball and everything else. That's what I liked. I saw that early. It didn't happen as much late. Um, but I also, you know, love the run style. I, I liked, I, obviously we're not seeing Benny Snell football, which means he's got a long way to make the team. Now, if he's not yep. going to get out there and put anything on tape, you know, <laughs> I'm going to say the wrong one because I screwed up one time. What I said again in the in the post game show is that you, you it's the real saying is you can't make the club from the from the tub, you know. Meaning when you're when you're injured, he's got a lot of work to do if he's going to have a chance because Balage, although good. finished I mean, he finished good. his I mean, finished his runs strong. Yes, he looked like the kind of runner that could be a similar type to Harris, if you need to call on him. And I thought that Ant Mac was a good change of pace. I thought he was fine. Um, I am now, based on a one-game sample, I am now all right agreeing with, I know Wes will probably chime in here some point. I'm not reading the live chat about, you know, he despises Jalen Samuels. I now understand that. I Jalen Samuels did nothing overly impressive unless they're going to use him in a different role than just as a regular typical running back. Like if they're going to use him as an H back, as a wing back or something, there's no other reason to hold on to him for that. Um, I think Benny Snell's in trouble. Um, Not necessarily in trouble, but I think Benny Snell has his work cut out for him. He's got to get back in order to do that. Um, For all I know, Benny Snell might be a guy that ends up on IR. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That he ends up, you know, one of those deals. So, but I, um, I was always saying until I see, I did this with Haskins. I did it with Belage when I was predicting the 53 man roster. I said, until I see what they do in black and gold, I'm not going to get overly excited about, about them. Cause that's not what they were. They weren't brought in to be the guy. Now, someone like Trey Turner, he was more brought in to be the guy. So I was wanted to, you know, one, I still want to see what he can do first with the Steelers, but those guys in particular, I wasn't ready to put them on the squad. I'm ready to put Belage there now. I am. 
based on one game. Now, yeah, you still got to do three more games worth, if you know what I mean. So that's that's what's going on there. But love the run game with that. So baseline for the Steelers is run the ball, check down. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the baseline we got set for the offense. Um, but we got to look to move above that, right? We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Let's let's. What about special teams? Okay. I thought other than the place kicker kicking both of his kicks that he missed, he he kicked them both straight, but lined up completely to the right. So I have to ask myself, was that really a question of not kicking straight or was it he, I mean, the long field goal that he missed, he was, it was on the right hash and it looked like he, it's not that it floated that way. It just, that's the direction he kicked it. He just kicked it that way. It seemed like both times. So it's not like we're like that. He's really pushing Boswell for a spot. So that's he's what I'm not, not con- concerned about. It's just not. to keep Boswell from overkicking. Yep. Um, the, it was nice to see a good punt return. Didn't get to see any kickoff returns because they were both in the end zone. Right. And, but so real quick, what's that baseline for that punting game? What with the, with big press? Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what. He had a nice first game. He really did. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that baseline is higher than it's. Uh, I mean, one that, preseason game is higher than it's been for years with the Pittsburgh Steelers in the regular season. Oh, tell me about it. That that <laughs> nine iron down to the one yard line was 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 a thing of beauty. I haven't oh. seen. I don't know the last time I've seen a Steeler punter have one check up that well. I, I want to see it happen again to know that it's something that he's specifically doing. Cause I mean, could you freeze the ball? I mean, it wasn't, it bounced twice, didn't it? It, it was the main yes. hit and then bounced again. And cause sometimes you can get that first bounce and by the way you kick it and have it go up in the air, but then you don't know what it's going to do on that second bounce. I mean, both of them just stuck. That was crazy. So that was crazy. Now, some people would say that last kick on the, on the, yeah, where the ball ended up short and mm-hmm. then the guy bounced off the guy and we recovered. My thought is, yeah, even that punt that wasn't great. Had though, the best result. If that guy, if that, well, not only did it have the best <laughs> result, but had the guy just let it bounce and totally gotten out of the way, would have been a 60 yard kick plus. Yeah. yeah. You're exactly right. That, and actually, that is going to be covered in this week's Steelers Vertex with myself and, and Jeffrey Benedict. We are, we're looking at, at, at the punts because the player touched the ball. It hit off of him at the 24. The Steelers recovered and then bounced forward, so the Steelers recovered at the 26. So what's crazy about that? That ball is probably going at least to the 10-yard line. I mean, you all, the way it was bouncing, you have to wonder if it would have rolled so fast it would have hit the touchdown zone, you know, gone for a touchback, and the Steelers couldn't have even reached it in time because it had so much velocity on it. But we'll never know. <laughs> Sean Manning. Had to get the super chat up there. I loved it. Yeah. Sean Manning. Yeah. Pat Sloman, you should go in and kick for Boz for the rest of the I am the I am the original slow man. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if you want a slow man, I'm the guy for you. I don't know about when, kicking when, though, anymore. When when Woo. Dave was a kid playing pee wee football. No, no, nope, don't, don't even. Don't even. 
Don't it's even. Nickname. Don't even. I'm going to mute you right now. You. I'm going to hear. You're off the screen because we're not going there. So, which was funny because it wasn't true because I actually. I even ran cross country. But anyway, let's bring you yeah, back. I, in. Look what I did to you. Check the <laughs> chat, buddy. Check the chat. <laughs> That's what we do. Okay. Yeah. That was that. Can yeah. The, the, they wanted to say I was slow. Just because I was big didn't mean I was slow. Trust me. When I, when I played in high school, was I slow? No, you were not slow. But when I you were a kid, slow. When, when, when you were in fourth and fifth grade, Dave. Yeah. I probably was. Because I mean, I was you were so Big, you were you were way I, bigger than your you were I needed to, to handle. I needed to grow. I needed my coordination to catch up with my body eventually. Correct. But yeah, I mean, especially oh no, if man. anybody would have seen you your your last two years of high school playing tackle, um, they would not have called you slow. Yeah, um, well, they would have said, "Why in the world?" As I used to tell you, yeah. Did we ever tell a story on the show when I when when uh? The Washington football team had training camp at Frostburg, and and uh, Jeff Hostetler talked to you, <laughs> and I told you it's because he probably thought you were one of his linemen. Yeah. Because I used to feel you probably could have walked down there as a tackle and competed. Yeah. Well, the only problem was I was still um, I would have screwed up my my eligibility NCAA wise with track and field because I was still doing that at the time. I know. Um, but yeah, but that yeah, we're like we you know like if. If after I was done, I was going to see if I'm like, did they have walk-ons there whenever they were doing training camp where we went to college? But uh, but then they had already moved on by then. But yeah, I wasn't slow. I mean, especially in my my junior year of high school, there was one track meet where I threw the shot put, the discus, competed in the high jump, and ran the four by two relay, <laughs> four by two hundred. So that's kind of what I was doing. So anyway. Let's get back on 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 since they said Sloman. Um, that was rough, but seriously, I think the baseline for the punter job. Yeah, just so you know, your there. buddy, your, your buddy Chris is out there. Oh, I know <laughs> what that he said that I'm the slowest. I don't, you know what? I haven't umpired in two years, so I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> uh, he's saying you're probably even slower now than two years. No, I probably am. Right, let's let's get on to talking about some more. Yeah, uh, let's get back football. to this because we want to yep. talk about this week. So we have yes. baseline sets. Okay. I don't know how they're going to split up. Let's go ahead and knock out the, the punting, the special teams. Sure. I don't know how they're going to divide that up this week. If it's going to be half and a half, or if they're going to give it, you know, Barry this week or what they're going to do. Yeah, but I think sure. that line set pretty high already. It, yeah. But yep, it was, that's also one of the ones that can be the easiest to fluctuate because you're talking about a rookie punter, his very first game. And the biggest question is going to be, can he do it game in and game out? Right? Right. Yeah. So that's he he set a great baseline, but now he's got to live up to that baseline. So we'll 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 see where we go there. So which one do you want to talk about first for this coming week? You want to talk about the offense or the defense? Let me talk about the defense. I mean, okay, because go ahead. I've already got some thoughts on that. Is, so we're is- we're already saying the baseline is, you know, dig your heels in, don't, you know, don't. Ben, don't break. Ben, don't break. And get the dig pressure. your heels in in the red zone. Yeah, get the pressure on yes. the quarterback whenever they draw back to pass. Okay. And right. I expect to see the pressure continue um, without bringing a whole lot of, you know, the Keith Butler dialing up weird exotic blitz packages. I expect him to continue to look to his guys on the outside in particular to – 
win their one-on-one matchups and get pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. Okay. And if we see the Alex Highsmith again that we saw last week for a little bit, there will be no trouble getting pressure from that area because I'll tell you what, he was a cut above the other guys that were on the field that night. Well, I'm also thinking, but but now granted, you have to remember who he's going up against, but no, but what I'm saying, it 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 became a preseason game. He never had a preseason game before. But what I'm saying is, is he, it was obvious that he was the number one and not necessarily going up against the other team. Number one, because it was almost, I don't want to say too easy, but he just made it look real natural. And like, he wasn't getting a whole lot of resistance. Yeah. And I mean, is it just me? Oh my gosh. Just, and his burst, his was, burst. That's what I was going to say. Crazy. Didn't he seem like his, his speed was at a whole nother level. Burst yes. is the better way to say it. I was like, he, he seems like, like burst is the, the perfect word for it. It was just, it was so much. I mean, not that it wasn't there last year, but it was not noticeable like it was in this yeah. game. So if the Steelers are going to get that consistently, he doesn't need even to play this week. I mean, it, you want to get Correct. him the reps, but I'm just like, yeah, we know what we have in Mr. Highsmith. I, I expect so, him to probably see like what he saw last week. Yeah. A couple and, series and done. And it's so funny um, because because um also I will say I will say this. I had just complained about Cassius Marsh taking a huge arc and being five yards behind the quarterback at one point mm-hmm. early on in that drive. Yes. But do you want to know why as fast as Alex Highsmith was, do you know how we got that sack? That was supposed yeah. to be a quick pass to the right. And Cassius Marsh held up on the pass rush and basically went to stop the ball. Yeah. And it made the quarterback, he didn't hit his first quick, his 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 immediate quick read. As soon as he went to go to the second read, boom, Highsmith had him. Right. That was it. Um, so I, actually, yeah. it was Sherry Richards on there, and I, I was going to bring that up too. She's like, you know, Cassius Marsh actually looked serviceable. Not every play. No, no, there no, was no. some plays he well, looked in. He looked eh, and some plays he looked like right. But what do we think about this but, guy's fine? You know what I mean? It, he he's the guy. Yeah, but to me, he looked like the guy that could come in, play a few snaps a game. And play on some special teams, and you know, hey, what man? serviceable? The Steelers. I mean, then then you got Roche, Q from the U. I thought oh, he looked great. He had a sack. Well. You know, then you have um, is it Jameer Jones? Is that the, the was that number forty four? The I other number forty four. So. You know, they they honestly they just look solid at outside linebacker. No matter, yeah, they do who was there. They had all, that was what everyone was worried about. And it seemed like the whole way down the line, they had guys that could get the job done. Yeah. Now you just got, you got to get them. You just got to get the job done against ones now. Okay. Um, so I think that stands there and it's funny because I think you and I kind of had the same reaction. I was kind of disappointed to see some passes caught, well, um, with James Pierre, the one he had his hand in there, and the guy. Oh, the first, the, yeah, that first one on him. That yeah. one, I don't, I don't. And then, and then the no second one he caught. But it, you know what? It wasn't him. It was it was the vanilla defense. Yeah, it well, was the let I the guy catch it in well. front of you. Yes. You know, as the game went on, more and more things became apparent 
that it's like Although he had a couple nice he had a he couple did. nice breakups too so really I, I, you yeah. know again it's one of those games where i don't know that he took a huge jump but he didn't hurt his stock at all yeah yeah and i mean but like you kind of what i said in the post game show what you kind of expect out of a preseason game is what we got as steelers yeah. fans we got you know players made some great plays but those players didn't make every play great, if you know what I mean. That, yes. That that although they had great plays, there were also plays that you could say, "Oh, this is something you could work on," and that's a good thing Almost, at this time a year. Oh yeah, they were going to have plenty of tape mm-hmm. from that game to look at this week, and Coach Tomlin was and the coordinators were going on both sides of the ball. We're going to have plenty of good things to point at. And plenty of things to point at and say, here are some things we need to work on. Yeah. And if you can't come up with something to improve on, then what are you doing? Jeff, Jeff has said it a lot of times when he was coaching high school lacrosse, is he said, you know, you go out and you win a game by 14. He's like, I don't even want to look at the tape or anything. He's like, we're not going to learn anything from this. You know, all you're going to do is maybe get a little bit too confident in your abilities with that you don't need to do. You know, imagine doing that in a preseason game, thinking that you're great. You know, so right. having those things to work on is fantastic. So let's talk offense before we finish it up here. Okay. So you got that baseline on offense. You want to you want to get some push in the run game. You want to have the running backs run hard up in there. And basically, it's just you know nice, quick, short pass. If you did not read Kevin Smith's article on Friday. Um, showing some of the stuff and some of the, you know, pre-snap reads if they're going to run it or throw a quick pass. He really broke some good some stuff down really well in that one. You'd have to go back looking for it, but man, um, you could probably just Google behind the steel curtain KT Smith, and it'll probably be the first thing that comes up. It was some it was some good stuff. So, what do you want to see Thursday now? All right, um, based I, on there's, there's using last week as a as a baseline. Look, there, there's some of what I want to see, and there's what I expect to see. I expect in the running game for things to still be extremely vanilla, just straight up, we're going to run it here or there, no exotic blocking or anything. It's just straight up, you're our guy or two you know, two guys in a piece of the line trying to drive guys back and seeing what our backs can do with it, okay? Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's not going to be showy or flashy. But it's going to be looking both at what can our guys do blocking? You know, can we get that push? And two, how are backs doing once initial contact is made? Those are the things that I really think they're looking at in the running game. Passing game, we cannot afford to just check the ball down. Can't do it. Okay. Yeah. What was great when we had, you know, Mr. Butnick could get robbed and Mr. Third and Fifth. Okay, was the fact that we could check it down to Mr. Butnick and get robbed, mm-hmm. but we didn't do it too often yeah. because we had guys we could get down the field. Yeah. So even when your check downs come along, those are for oh, when things just aren't quite working. We've got to make sure we get the other stuff working down the field so that those check downs become more effective. Yeah. I mean, I like seeing quarterbacks under center. I like seeing some, you know, some play action, play action, yep. things like that. These are all, these are all good things. Um, what I want to see more than anything, and I, I, I lay this more on the offense, but this is really for both. Steelers had three penalties last week. 
Two on defense, one on offense. You want to see that. They had no pre-snap penalties. They had no false starts, no illegal formations. They had no delay of games. You know that was good. That's for, a that's that's a that's a big brand deal. new offense. Yeah, yeah. To not to not have that, you want to you want to see that continue since they said that. I did not expect that the first game. So now it's like if if you now have you have that, it's like they're taking a step backwards, which is a little bit tough. Okay, so that's what you want to see from that side of it. Um, there was something else I was going to say with that. Oh, turnovers. They had the one turnover. Other than that, they took care of the ball. Okay, now. Sometimes the other, you know, that to me was a turnover. That was the Steelers messing it up and the other team fell on it. Okay. Now, sometimes you're going to get takeaways where the other team just makes a great play and you don't want to see it, but it still could happen. But you don't want to see any more self-induced turnovers than that. So you want to kind of see, you know, you've kind of set that now as something else to work on. So the Steelers could maybe have two turnovers in the next game. And I would say that if they weren't as bad because they weren't self-induced, if you know what I mean. I mean, if, I mean, although you could say, well, if a, if a defender gets his hands on the, you know, on a pass to bat it up to someone else intercepts it, you know, that's, that's not as bad, but then maybe they shouldn't have thrown that pass, which is right as well. So you never want to see a turnover, but what I'm just saying is, you know, I mean, seriously, think about it. You know, the last time the Steelers played a meaningful game, how did it start off with a complete self-induced turnover, you know? So that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Okay. Anything else you want to see, see specifically any player in particular, you want to, you want to mention, um, that you want to see for Thursday? Do you think it's a little bit too early in the week to really start looking at that? Uh, it's a little too early in the week, and that can also – sometimes it gets even tougher to do this kind of stuff in the preseason because the Steelers play that game. They're going to practice all week, and then the Steelers coaching staff is going to make some calls in this upcoming game mm-hmm. based on – the game last week and what was seen in practice this week. Yeah. So it can be real tough to know exactly. Well, what is it? The coaches are maybe wanting to see them work on this game. Yeah. You know, because once you get to the regular season, what they want to see them work on is um, making sure they win. Yeah. But in the preseason, it's about trying to get certain things mm-hmm. into certain places before the regular season. Exactly. And that's why I've always said the primary objective of a preseason game is not to win the game. Okay. The primary objective is to actually get stuff out there for for you to evaluate about your own players. So you have to get the right personnel out there. I mean, if you really wanted to win the game. And not get people hurt. You know, I mean, if you really want to win the game and it's down and and the Steelers are down by four and they're on the one yard line going in and there's five seconds left, you know what you do? You put all your regular linemen and run back, you know, you put everyone else back in the game. But that's not what you do in that situation. okay? because the number one objective is you don't want to get anybody hurt. You know, that's a situation that could make that happen. So these are the different things that you look for. Um, Lots of stuff to work on, lots of things to see. Um, I'd like to see players that did not play this week, not because of coaches' decisions, but because of injuries and other and other things. You know, I don't think we're going to see Benny Snell, but it would be nice to see Benny Snell. It'd be nice to see if maybe a Kevin Dotson or Chuksa Korafor or Zach Banner could get a could get a series or or whatnot. It would be great yeah. to see Pat Frermuth, who's now yes. back and ready to go. These are some of the things that I'd like to see. 
So with that, you want to we want to hit the final question here real quick. I got to ask you. Go for it. Hit the final okay. question. So and that is for those of you that don't know, this is the question that we ask at the very end. Um, don't put yours in the live chat yet because I will bring them up on screen once I put the question in the in the chat. But first, I'm going to ask you to Rich. We're going to do what we do all the time during the radio season. Give me a score for Thursday night. All right. Uh, let's see. Score for Thursday night. Um, uh, Steelers, 23 to 12. <laughs> I had a score picked out that was very similar. Okay. Mine was... 2313. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that was mine. I went crazy okay. last week and said Steelers scored the 30. Then they scored nothing the first half. I'm like, what in the world was I thinking? What in the world was I thinking? So this is just for fun. What kind of scores? Oh, people were ready. Awesome stuff has 1713. If you don't put a team, we assume it's Steelers. You know, like we said, it doesn't matter if the Steelers win, it's just nice to win. You know what I mean? So yep. uh Steel Dog 88 says 2413. That's very similar to us. Okay. Yep. Uh, here we go. Kyle, 18 to 9. <laughs> Field goal fest. There or you else go. missed extra points. And okay. that too. Yeah. Um, lifelong fan, 24 to 10. Okay. Uh, Sean Manahan, 20 to 10 Steelers. I almost um, said that one, Sean. I gotcha. almost went 20 to 10. Vodka Drinker has 13 10. Steelers Pittsburgh, 24 9. Clarence Washington, 17 10. I, I almost misread that as 17 0. I would love to see that because that was the final score several years ago at Heinz Field the other way around was 17 nothing where the Steelers mm-hmm. lost a preseason game to, to Philly. I would I'd love to I'd love to see a shutout. I almost wanted to call it, but I didn't. Okay. Uh Steeler Chick 46, 17 to 14 Steelers. Donald Nolan, 33-9. That's kind of like how I was last week. Um, I've calmed down a little bit. Wishful okay. thinking. Yeah. Um Dusk Thunder 9 says 24-17. Is that Rajan 39? Sure. I don't know if I said it right night. Said it right or not. So that's another 17 to 10. Um, Greg, we'll leave it at that. Says 23, or sorry, 26, 13 Steelers. What, you mean for Greg Schallenberger? Schallenberger. Okay. I, I was afraid I'd screw that up. So um Brian Blackstock okay. says 18 to 10 Steelers. Okay, Chris Rudisil says 24, 16. Brian Brown, 27, 6. Um, Sherry Richards says 24-16. Um, Garrett says uh 19-7. A lot of scores are about you know a touch a touchdown yeah, to two difference. Yep. So what almost everyone has, whether you have it teens to single digits or 20s to teens, you know what I mean? Yep. Oh, and then I say that, and then as soon as we say that, here's Dennis McIntyre with 21-6. Okay, Terry Glover 20 to 14, uh Dark Storm one. Seven or seventeen nine Steelers. Um, Paul Sheriff or Sheriff Paul, we'll just say that. Um, 24 13. Okay, Russ has 31 to 10 Steelers. Okay, um, is that is that is that Jeannie or Jan? I don't know. I should know. My mother in law's name is Jeannie. That's how it's spelled. So I'm gonna say Jeannie. Um, 27 6. Okay. Uh, any more? Wes has 1714. Okay. Um, I think that's it for the scores. So yes. uh, we're going to finish it up here just to want to give you a little quick rundown of some stuff. We talked about how next week's show, we should be back on Tuesday, but because of the game on Thursday this week, we already said that, that it's going to be hangover Monday preview Tuesday. Um, 
I guess it's back to know your enemy. I, I called a curtain call earlier. Wednesday, post game Thursday, just like last week. Sorry, a couple more popped in there. Sam. Go ahead. Um, you read them off. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Um, somebody on TikTok. Yeah. yeah on TikTok. Uh, says 27 14 Steelers, but I got. I had to get this one because. Hey, Felicia. It, hey, Felicia. 14 to 3. 14 3. Yep. That's crazy. So, I right. like that one. No, I mean, that's crazy good. I like that. Oh, yeah. 14 to 3. That would be an interesting one. So right. that's the podcast rundown for, for how it's going to be. I know some people came in late and they wanted to talk about like the whole Kevin Dotson thing. We covered that in depth at the beginning. Like I said, people were reading way too much into what Coach Tallman said. Um, but we're not going to hash that out again. Make sure you check it out behind the steel curtain.com. You want to stop the shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, check out the audio side of things. There's so much more. You're you're catching just a fraction of the shows by doing this. And you're like, oh, I like the live chat. I like the live chat too. But honestly, the audio shows are, are really nice. The, I mean, Let's Ride. It, I was saying, I catch Jeff's, Jeff's Let's Rides, yeah. I love. Uh, I yep. love his Let's Ride podcast. Yep. So, That'd be one more. Andrew Wilbar. No, you got to get Andrew 17, in there. 17-9. Ah, I'm not throwing 17-9. So, Make sure we do that. Rich, anything else you want to say? Just in some yeah, way this, is, this is hard because, okay. you know, I got a long wait here between the podcasts. Yeah, yeah. You got to go nine. <laughs> you know, you only had five days in between for one time. And now you got to go nine days in between. Yeah, so, so that's yeah. going to be rough. But I'll figure out something to do to survive. Maybe I'll go fishing. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least there'll be a Steelers game in between there. And then Correct. we'll be, be right back because the following week, then the Steelers are at home. Um, oh, I almost forgot that um, um, my friend who you share your season tickets with, yeah. he, has, he has his tickets out there for the home opener against really? the Raiders. If anyone's interested in their upper deck end zone, but if you're in there a little bit more because that that's a, that's a big ticket, that home opener. It really is. But if you're interested in that, you can contact me on Twitter at STLR Superfandad or on my email at STLR Superfandad at gmail.com. Um, Rich, it will be a long layoff until we're back, but next thing you know, it'll be a Tuesday night at nine o'clock and we'll be here together the following week. Can't wait. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.